chapter 6. We're going to end the chapter today, John 6. We've been in this a while, haven't we? Talking about John 6. And uh, Jesus is continuing to talk to these folks. Um, and But something happens in this text, a very interesting text. And uh, in John 6, uh, they leave. They're no longer with him. There's a lot of people that leave Jesus. Jesus makes a statement about it, and then his disciples make a statement. We'll look at the leaving and the staying uh, as we look at this text this morning. But you've got your Bible, John chapter 6. And uh, if you can, let's stand and we'll read John 6. And let's read, we're going to read uh, about 11 verses there. John 6 and verse number 60. Uh, verse 59, he ended with the, in the synagogue. And now in verse number 60, the Bible says, Many therefore of his disciples, when they have heard this, said, uh, This is a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at him, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were uh, that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. John 6 and verse 66 says, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. No longer did they stay around. They left him because of what he was preaching. Now verse 67, we'll read the rest. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye go away? Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? And thou hast the words of life, eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the, the, that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was... It for, he, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Jesus said, well, these have left. Go, go ahead. Are you leaving too? You going to go ahead and leave with the rest of them? They answered the Lord and said, no, we are not leaving. And so we're going to look into that tonight. Look, this morning, maybe I need to get my days straightened out here. Let's pray one more time before we start. Lord, thank you for this great day. Lord, we've prayed uh, this morning. Lord, as we approach this time, give me the ability to say the words to say, the clarity of mind, the clarity of speech. Lord, I pray for everything that's going on in, uh, with our families, with our friends, with our neighbors. Lord, I pray that you will help encourage us this morning. We can stay just like the disciples stayed. We love you. We thank you for all that you've done. And in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated. In John chapter number 6 and verse number 60, he says to them, many of our, it says that, or verse 60 it says, many therefore of his disciples, when they heard it, they said among themselves, is it, this is a hard saying. What Jesus was saying, what Jesus had said to them, it was a hard saying. You say, what was Jesus talking about? Jesus had just gotten done talking about him being the bread of life, <clears throat> him being that sustenance enough to get them to heaven, not adding to, not taking away, but at just Jesus. And they thought that was a hard saying. They believed that what he said was too hard for them to understand, too hard for them to, to, to believe. This is a hard saying is what he said, what they said. Who can hear this? They began to murmur in verse number 61. Jesus knew it himself that his disciples murmured. Now this word disciple, you'll find out later, is not necessarily talking about the 12 disciples. It was talking about the, the multitudes that had gathered to listen to Jesus. This was talking about these people had, had begun to gather and they followed him as we've read through John 6 that this crowd had followed him across the sea and over here and they went over there and they listened to him. He fed, him to, he fed the 5,000, got on the, walked on the water, went across the sea and these people got on a boat and came across to listen to Jesus and Jesus continued to preach to them that I am the bread of life and then at the end of all of his preaching at this time at this synagogue in verse number 59 it tells us that they began to murmur among themselves saying this is a hard saying. I cannot hear this. Who can hear this? It's a hard saying. I can't understand this. This is too hard for us to understand. It's too hard for us to understand. Who can hear this? This is why they left. This is the message that they heard and this is why they chose to left. Chose to leave. In verse number 62, watch what Jesus says. Jesus says what? And if you shall see the Son of Man of sin up where he was before, what does that what do you, what does that mean? What is he saying to them? He said, "Look, if you don't understand this being the bread of life, he said you wouldn't understand if I ascended into heaven right now." He said, "If you saw all that take place, or me talking about the bread of life, me walking on the water, me feeding the five thousand, me giving all this thing, all these things take place." And he said, "If you don't believe that, you wouldn't believe me if I ascended into heaven right now. You wouldn't believe it." And this is what Jesus had told him. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. As we continue to read, look in verse number, uh, if the people were offended at that teaching, they would be offended at the, at the ascension. They would, be ascend, uh, they would be offended. He said in verse number 61, does this offend you? Did that offend you? Verse number 63, he goes down to verse number 63, he continues to talk. But he says, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh. It profiteth nothing that the words that I speak unto you, they are what? What does the verse 63 say? They are what? They are what? Somebody tell me, what, what, is, what are these words that he's speaking? Verse number 63, he said, It's the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are the spirit. And they are life. He said, what I've been trying to tell you is, is that I am the bread of life, and the words that I speak unto you, they are of the Spirit, and that Spirit is life. And so I, I know that you 
run to murmur because you don't understand. I know that you don't. But I'm telling you that what I'm telling you is given to me by the Spirit and that is life. It's life. These are the words of life. The hard saying. The hard saying was actually giving life. You know, there's things in our life, there's times in our life when the Bible tells us to do something. Whew, did it really just tell me to do that? You know, sometimes when the Bible tells us to do something, we don't agree with it. it might be, we might consider it to be hard. Would you agree? Well, I'm a skeptic here. Is that, are you sure that's what that means? This is what they were doing. They were taking what Jesus had said more. Well, you know what? I, I really don't know that you know what you're talking about. Because what they had done, they had, they had completely misinterpreted what Jesus was talking about. They took what Jesus said and made it into something that, that wasn't true. They made it into that he, they had to eat the flesh of Jesus. And Jesus was not telling them that they needed to eat his physical body and drink of his physical blood to get to heaven. He was talking that he was the bread of life. He is the word of God. And they still will not understand. He said, I'm trying to tell you what it is that I'm speaking of the spirit. And that is the life. They didn't understand. And they still Chose not to understand. I feel like sometimes in today's in today's world that we live in, people have heard the truth. People know the truth. People have the truth. And yet they still choose to not understand. Because, and I think this is this is the same thing that was going on here, is the same thing that goes on now. Is well, I don't know if I believe the Bible to be true. Well, you know, man, man wrote it. Man's sinner. Man, men are sinners, so I don't know if I can trust it or not. Who gave it to the man? And how in the world can we still have a Bible? I hold in my hand this Bible. The text that I hold in my hand in English is over four is over four hundred years old. Amen. How is that possible? I don't own one book on my bookshelf that's more than 400 years old. How did that, how did that take place? By accident? But God gave it to us. God said that he would preserve his word and give us his written word. That was God. They looked at Jesus and said, I don't know that I can believe you or not. Look, you, you, you'll make a choice today when you leave this room, when you leave this auditorium, you'll make a choice whether you believe or not. And maybe, I, look, I've already made my choice. I've made my choice that I believed in God a long time ago. Come on. And there are some in here that have already made that choice. But now that I'm saved, there are still times in the Bible that I need to let it say, wow, that's what it says, then I need to change something. And instead of going, yeah, I don't know that I agree with that, we'll go to the next verse. And that's what takes place in a lot of homes, a lot of people, a lot of Christians even, well, you know, they'll get out their knives. And that's why you look today, there's hundreds of Bible versions out there today. Do you know why? Because someone has taken a knife and cut out some words and said, well, I don't like this one, and that one doesn't sound good, and we'll go do this. They want to make it sound where, how they like it to sound. 
Look, if it's God's word, then God's word is true, whether it hurts my feelings or not, whether it's a hard saying or not. If, if, it, if it's in the book, then it's in the book. Amen. And it doesn't matter what Trenton says. Well, it doesn't matter. When they looked at Jesus Christ, when they, when they walked away from him, they chose not to believe in him because of who he was, because of what he said. You, every one of us, will make a choice whether we believe this book or not. Every one of us will. They chose. Then he says one last statement, and we'll get to the message here. In verse number 65, he said, And he said unto them, He said, Therefore I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. He said, There's not a one of you that's going to come and get it. There's not a one of you that's going to come and get life that the father didn't already come and get you to get it. Does that make sense? You can't get it unless he brings you. Well, I'll get there on my own, preacher. I'll get to heaven because of how good I am and what I've done and all my accomplishments. You see that there behind me? That's how I'm getting there. Jesus said, you will not get there except the Father bring you. And guess what? I'm not going to get to heaven except Jesus bring me there. And neither will you. Amen. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good this guy is. Or how bad this guy is. It doesn't matter. I can't get to heaven except through Jesus. And none of us can. There's not a one in the world. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. What does that mean? The best that I can do. The best that I can accomplish. The best good works I have is as filthy rags. Now, why do they leave? Let's look. Number one, let's look at the leaving. In verse number John, John chapter 6 and verse 66. Interesting enough, John 6, 6, 6. In verse number 66, he says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They chose to leave in verse 66. And he says, many about the whole crowd. That wouldn't have been the whole crowd. Or he would have said the whole crowd. He just said many of his disciples. So there was a lot. It would have been a crowd of people. Not all of them. But it was many of them. It was more than just the twelve. That were called disciples. Because here he says. To the twelve disciples. Just a little bit later. In verse number seven. He said I've chosen twelve. Then we know that this crowd that, that was gathered, he called them disciples, and many of them went back and walked no longer. You'll see that many of them left. You'll see that they went back. They, they rejected Christ to, to stop making progress to where they were going. When you are born again, when I get saved, guess what I need to do? I need to make progress in my life. I need to be moving forward for Christ. Not standing still, not in the same boat, not in the same place I've always been, but moving forward, making progress. And Jesus told his disciples, uh, when they, he said, uh, when Jesus told them this truth, he said, many of them left and they went back. Where'd they go back to? Where'd they go back to? What were they doing before they started following Jesus? That's what they went back to. Listen, you can leave church, you can get out of church, you can get away from God, but what are you going to go back to? 
started having kids I remember going to the store and watching these parents run around in the mall with their kids I don't know if you've ever seen them but it's like a dog leash they've got this strap attached to their body and this kid has a big string attached to so you guys know what I'm talking about like a leash look look that kid and I looked at my wife and said don't we have ever using that thing. That's That looks like someone's got a dog leash on a kid. But but uh, if you use it, I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But, look, but look, as you look at this, and I'm sitting there going, that kid cannot go any further than that leash will let him go. He won't. Because you have a hold of it. If you have a hold of your child's hand, they're not going to go any further than you will allow them to go with your hand being held onto them. When I, I'm saved, 
I'm born again. I've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus. So Bible says I'm in the Father's hand. But you know what? If, if I decide to let go and walk away, do you know whose fault it is? It's my fault. Do you know who chose that day to walk away? Did Jesus choose? No, I'm turning my back on those guys. They, they don't too, go too far. They don't believe anymore. I, I'm leaving them alone. No, it wasn't the choice of Jesus. It was the choice of the individual. You make that choice whether you stay or go. You make that choice whether you get closer to, or to go away. They made that choice. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I ain't dealing with this no more. I don't believe it. I'm out of here. Don't make the decision to walk away from God. I've seen it. I've watched people ruin their lives. I've watched people walk away from God and ruin it. I've watched it take place. It's scary. But I've seen it. I got this handle. Raising kids without the knowledge of God. How scary is that? Because not only do I affect me, but I affect every single person around me when I choose to walk away. You think that you can walk away and it just affects you? That ain't true. When you choose to walk away, you affect every single person that you've ever come in contact with. When those disciples decided to walk away, guess who? Guess who they took with them? Their friend. Guess who they took with them? Their spouse. Guess who they took with them? Their kids. <clears throat> they took with them and they walked away. They don't walk away from God. Do you know what this world needs more of, not less of? We need more people walking to Jesus rather than people Amen. walking away from. They left. We're out of here. We're not done. A couple more thoughts, and I'm done. We got the leaving. We got the leaving. Number two, we got the staying. Because there were people that stayed. There were people that said, I ain't leaving. You guys can go ahead and go. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not moving. You may move, but I'm not moving. What does that song say? I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters. Lord, I shall not be moved. Bible says, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Look, there may others quit, and there may others stay behind, and there may others turn their back on the Lord. But I want to tell you something. We need people that are willing to stay and willing to say, look, I'm going to fight. I'm going to stay right where I need to be. I'm going to stay where God wants me to be and stay loyal to God and stay loyal to the to the to to the to God and His His Word. We need people to stay loyal to God. Jesus looked at his disciples and look in verse <clears throat> verse number sixty seven. He says, "Will ye go away?" He said, "Well, they left." He said, "Are, are you leaving?" And Simon Peter, the loud mouth, we may gave him a hard time, but he packs up. He speaks for the rest of them. I don't know if they wanted him to speak for all of them. I don't know that they volunteered that Peter would be the 
his spokesman for the whole 12 disciples. But Peter said, no, he said, no, 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 no. We ain't leaving, are we, guys? We ain't leaving, are we? Not a one of us are leaving. He wasn't letting them leave. He wasn't letting them go anywhere. He said, we're staying with you, Jesus, because we believe that you're the Son of God. And we believe that you are the one that's going to give life. You know what? Peter looks at him and says, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? We're going to leave you. Where are we going to go? What am I going to go? Go back to what? Fishing? Go back to get on my boat? Where am I going to go? You going to leave? Where are you going to go? Peter said, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have nothing to go back to. I'm staying. I'm staying. Why did he stay? Because he knew who he was. You said, what do you mean he knew who he was? Look what he says. Simon Peter answered answered him, verse 68. He said, to whom shall we go? Thou. Who? You. You, Jesus, hast the words of eternal life. You know what he just told Jesus? He said, I don't know where else. Because you're the one that gave eternal life to me. He said, I ain't got nowhere else to go. Because I go down the road. I ain't getting eternal life from nobody else. I'm getting it from you. I don't have nowhere else to go. Because you're the one that's going to give me eternal life. And that's what we got to understand. Is look, I ain't, giving, I ain't giving nobody eternal life. I'm sorry. I ain't doing it. Because I ain't good enough to do it. And nobody on this planet is good enough to give you eternal life. Proclaim it on nobody. There's only one. Amen. And that's God the Father. Peter looks at him and he said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You have the eternal life. Watch what else Peter says. And we believe, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. He said, wait a minute. You guys can leave. But I'm staying. And you know why I want to know why I'm staying? I'm staying because I believe that you're the Son of God. I'm staying. Y'all can go. But I'm staying. Look. Don't want to say, look, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying. Right where God wants me to be. Right where God wants me to be. Is that a word? Right where God wants me to be. I'm saying. Every one of us need to get that same attitude. I ain't going nowhere. You say, you, don't even think about it. Don't think about turning your back on the Lord. Well, man, my life's a mess with this, this, and that. The Lord wants to correct all those things. He wants to. But he can only correct what you'll allow him to correct. You gonna stay? Or you gonna leave? What do you want to do? Who wants to stay? You want to stay? Hey. You want to leave? I'm leaving. Jesus, get out of here! Put you on the spot, preacher. You're making me raise my hand. Look, I want you to. I want you to examine yourself and say, Am I staying or am I going? Because if I'm half in and half out, guess what? Yeah. I'm more out than in. You ever heard of the story of, 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 the, 
of the preacher in the Bible where he's preaching and the guy was sitting in the window and he preached so long he was preaching till midnight. Can you imagine this preacher preaching till midnight? Woo! Man, I don't know what, what this they'd be giving me if I'd be preaching till midnight. But he preached till midnight and he fell out the window and died. Eutychus. That's right. He fell out the window and died. You want to know why he fell out? Because he was more out than in. You say, well, why? Because if he would have been leaning in when he fell asleep, he wouldn't have fell out the window. That's true. If he had been, hey, what's going on down there in the street? What are they doing down there? You want to, where, where are you at? You leaning out or you leaning in? You plan to stay or plan to go? I'm planning to stay. Where are you going? The Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. Thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for the word of God. Lord, I pray that you help us to, to see the truth. Help us to stay, not to leave. Lord, help us to be more in than out. Lord, I, I love you. I thank you for saving me. Lord, help me to be the right man I need to be. Help me to be the best Christian I can. Lord, help us to stay. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me ask a couple simple questions this morning. You say, Brother Trent, I am sitting here this morning, and I know.